You're gonna be okay, Milo. Holy. Both sides, to the left and the right, are on fire. White smoke starting to come, which means the fire is starting to die. In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. In the time of censorship, non-compliance is key. From an undisclosed location in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Welcome folks, August 12th, 2023. I'm your host, Joshua Michael. What you were listening to uh, was some live footage that happened in Lahaina in Hawaii and it was just a catastrophic tragedy that happened and our hearts go out to all the people and all the people that were living out there that lost their homes they lost everything and it's a tragedy and I've been doing a lot of digging trying to figure out how this thing started how this fire started now there's a uh, there's a, a image going around of some you know going down to Lahaina and stuff but that's kind of been disproven now but we're still trying to figure out how the actual fire started and, it, and it's terrible and and uh, basically I just want to start out and talk about that because I I think it's important to one remember the fires that we had here in uh, in Oregon just a few years back and kind of different things surrounding it what what that transpired, how it burned the whole canyon. They virtually let the whole canyon burn because they weren't managing the forest fires the way that they needed to. Not that that Lahaina did the same thing, but there were, there's a couple videos I've been trying to find. Uh, one of them is the power lines were just completely collapsed through the high winds and were just laying on the ground. It's only a matter of time. And then there's just tons of videos. But an interesting thing that, it's, it's this weird phenomenon that we're in in regards to us as people. And it, it still blows my mind. It blows my mind. Now, granted, I love watching all this footage. It's, it gives you a real account for what the state of the world is and what's going on. And, and everybody does all this, you know, independent documentation and you know independent journalism and everybody's got a cell phone everybody's got a camera and it's great to an extent but what extent and and this is the psychology and and i don't understand it because it's it's almost um i don't want to say retarded but it's people are almost so disconnected from reality that 
the city is literally on fire. You are literally, I mean, I, I have, there are people and there's some of these videos, the, there's ambers, like tens of thousands of ambers just floating across the city streets. The building's burning on his right. The building's burning on his left. The building's burning in front of him. And the dude is sitting there with a freaking camera trying to videotape the thing. Is that not a mental illness? Do you guys get what I'm, do you guys get what I'm saying? Is that, does that, does, does anybody else not register that? Of the fact that literally your house is on fire, this other gal. She's like, oh, shoot. Yep. Oh, shoot. The fire's coming. Meanwhile, it's 80 mile an hour winds and it's just blazing toward her house. And she's sitting there videotaping it, talking to her cat, saying, well, um, I don't know. It looks like the fire's coming. It's the fire's getting closer. We should probably leave now. No crap. You should probably leave. You probably should have left 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes ago. And then just the detachment is just so crazy to me. You could sit there, literally a guy's wielding a knife at you, trying to kill you. And you're like, hold on, let me grab my phone real quick. This is going to get me some likes on YouTube, bro. I'm going to get, hold on, let me get it on my Twitter. Let me get this on a live. And yeah, maybe I'll get a bunch of followers. It's a sickness. It's a sickness and I don't know how to get out of it. I don't know how I don't know how to shock people out of that. Cuz I get it. You want to videotape, you want to get some followers and stuff like that. But who cares about all that? Who cares? Is your life not worth that? And I'm not saying that these people, you know, didn't make out of it and and they deserve what they got. By no means do I do I think that at all. I think it's a terrible thing that happened. You know, and is it the power? There's an article right now I'm reading and the same thing happened in Gates, Oregon, um, where they didn't cut the power. The power company did not shut off the power. And so when they had these transformers blow, that actually created the fire. My buddy's in a lawsuit right now with uh, Pacific Power or PPNL because they did not do their proper procedures, which then in return led to the destruction of his house. So that fire in Mill City and Gates shouldn't have happened. Could have been prevented. Could have been prevented. Right? And so now there's a similar situation where the Hawaii utility faces scrutiny for not cutting power to reduce fire risk because that is a real thing. There is a real protocol. So the states of Maui, uh, the electric utility responds with some preemptive steps, but did not use what was widely regarded as the most aggressive but effective safety measure, shutting down the power. When there's a fire rolling in, you need to shut down the power because you get transformer blows, you get circuit, you know, whenever you have a short circuit, what happens? What happens? You start to get sparks and everything else. So that's what happened in the canyon. And that seems to be what created why it was such a more devastating thing. But there's this video circulating right now, just minutes before the fire started. These people are, again, they're sitting in a windstorm. There's freaking power line. The power line is dropping and touching the, the, the road because the pole broke. 
And it's just a matter of time. The winds are picking up. They're like, ooh, look at that. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get a bunch of likes on my Twitter because of this or X or whatever you want to call it. Do you guys, do you guys not understand what I'm saying? The disconnect that's happening. And it's crazy. Now, granted, it's, good to, it's, it's kind of like the Vegas, the Vegas shooting. The, the, the massacre that happened in Vegas. That was a, you know, some type of intelligence operation. They came in. There's so much evidence. There were multiple shooters. Vegas PD confirmed there were multiple shooters. The whole paddock thing of the guy in the hotel room shooting from the window. That's not true. It didn't happen. There were people up there shooting out of the window. But there are also people shooting on the ground. Anyways, I digress. But it's the same thing. People are like, oh my gosh, hold on. Let me take a selfie. I'm running for my life. Do you not see the insanity in that? And we have a sickness, folks. And that's why I'm such an advocate of pushing against technologies because we have to break out of that trance. The obsession of wanting likes and clicks and people to you know, acknowledge us. I need to be acknowledged by a bunch of random people on the internet. Why not be acknowledged by your community? Why not be involved in the political rallies that go on or the school board rallies or the the parent-teacher conferences? Be involved that way. Be involved with your children when they're out playing in the grass. Go play with them. Don't take video of them playing in the grass and post it on your YouTube. Go engage in the moment. And this is a come to Jesus moment for a lot of you that are listening right now. It's, you have to shake yourself out of this trance. Understand, this thing is trying to hypnotize you. It wants to hypnotize you, which has ultimately led to the position that we're at where there is a real opportunity for these people to capture us completely. That's why there's so much heartache. That's why there's economic downfall. That's why there's all these things. I personally believe it's the fact that most of the public is in a trance. And these people are banking on you not paying attention, on you not getting involved. Let me give you another example. Let me give you another example. This is a movie called Homeland or a TV show called Homeland. I've only seen like one or two episodes, but I mean... Iron Man, Avengers, you know, we could go through a ginormous list of movies that do this. There's something called suspended disbelief. I've talked about this before. Basically, you're simulating the reality of what goes on in your world. When you watch a TV show, when you watch a movie, you're simulating the reality in believing there's a certain dopamine and there's, there's certain emotions that are simulated from that to where it actually makes you feel like you're there. It actually makes you feel like you're in the movie. It actually makes you feel like you're a superhero or you're the FBI guy kicking in the door, you know, killing the bad guy. So you feel like you do that, which is why there's a correlation, and this is so interesting to me, there's a correlation between the movies that are coming out now, notice, notice that there's movies and, the, and then there's this little fulfillment you get because there's an underbelly tone happening in the resistance movement where you're anti-establishment or anti, uh, anti-government, anti-globalism, you know, that stuff is growing because these people are overreaching. 
But notice how there's different sentiments in all of these movies now where it's this edgier character, the superhero or the main character is fighting against the system and then they win and they take the system back, right? And they restore order in the world because they fought back against the tyrants that, you know, completely subverted the government or subverted, subverted our culture. And they were, you know, experimenting on people and trying to herd everybody into these cages or, you know, doing mass experimentation on the public, kind of like the CDC is doing or Anthony Fauci or Bill Gates, you know, or the World Economic Forum or World Health Organization, kind of like that. And so the disdain that you have for these groups in reality then transpires into these movies and simulations to where you feel like you are actually fighting the system, but you're really sitting on your couch watching it happen. So you feel that you've already done something. So then when it comes to actually doing something, you don't do it because you've already done your duty. You've already done your deed. And I'm not saying that to my activist group that it's a hardcore listening group, that you guys are out doing stuff. You guys are out raising awareness. You guys are out knocking on doors. You guys are out doing stuff. I commend you guys, but you are a very, very small group. Most of us feel that we're doing something. Most of us post things on our Twitter and spread information, and that's a great way to communicate. Don't get me wrong. But most of us, oh, I'm doing my duty. Oh, I'm going to spread that. I'm going to retweet that message. Or what is it? Repost now. That message. And that's, that's my civil duty. Meanwhile, I'm going to go back and play on my Xbox and do things like that. But listen, the real fight for the future and the real determination on if we're going to have a future that isn't going to be burnt to the ground and completely destroyed to where we're left going into these FEMA camps or wherever they're trying to take us because they're guaranteed they're gonna, it's going to come is us to wake up and decide how engaged we're going to be in reality versus superficial NPC world digital space thinking that we're making a difference. They're hurting us digitally right where they want us. Where we'll be in the end of oblivion in some server minefield somewhere. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the former state of Oregon in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. It's time to wake up, folks. It's time to wake up. You're taking the gloves off. This is not your mama's transmission. We are no longer going to cater to your feelings. We are no longer going to desensitize you. We are met and here to inform you of your future and give you an opportunity to fight back, give you all the information and all the news that you can handle and give you a perspective that is not going to be the mainstream perspective. That is our goal. That is our duty. That is why we even exist here. That is why I even exist. I'm your host, Joshua Michael. 
from Noncompliant America. Make sure to like and subscribe to us. Share the information. Go to noncompliantamerica.com. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, all the streaming platforms. That's where we're at. We're also on 104.3 KSLM, 1220 AM, 104.3 FM. Now, earlier we were talking about this induction into technology and the the future of our humanity. We are now trying to be absorbed into this AI space, AI scope world of systems where it's basically a robot takeover. Now there's this strange phenomenon going on, um, and I don't want to get into it too much, uh, about these NPC girls or NPC people that are mimicking being robots online. I don't know if you guys have seen this. It's super weird. Uh, and, and it's this weird trend that's going on. And, and it's, it's wild. But now people are trying to be robots, which is just, it, it's, it's absurd. But, you know, it, it's, it's just like the Tide Pod trend. It's just like the other, you know, ridiculousness uh, going on in the world and everything else. But I want to talk about some real information here. Uh, this was sent to be my good friend of mine, and I want to talk about COVID and the bombshells that have been released that people are ignoring or nobody's talking about. One of them, this is on Zero Hedge, uh, this came out, uh, looks like t- today, this morning. Um, so yeah, straight from the horse's mouth. Doctors are now free to prescribe ivermectin to treat COVID-19. Let me tell you again. Doctors are now free to prescribe ivermectin to treat COVID-19. It's now free to prescribe COVID-19. Let me tell you that one more time. Doctors are now free to prescribe ivermectin to treat COVID-19. So now, now, as of today... You can now go to the store and get ivermectin to treat COVID-19. And for all of those who've actually got ivermectin and went through and either, you know, got it shipped in from India or Mexico or wherever, because you could get it everywhere else but the United States because they needed emergency use authorization to give and feed you an illegal bioweapon and inject it into your arm, they told you that there was no other medication such as ivermectin, which was proven to be a good prophylactic and a something to help mitigate COVID if you got COVID. Remember? Remember the Joe Rogan horse pace thing where the the media turned his face yellow in the pictures to make him look sick? And they're like, Joe Rogan's taking horse paste. Look at this guy. Don't take horse paste. Man overdoses in like Utah or something. Man overdoses on horse medication. And then everybody made fun of it. And it was this and that. Do not understand the level of gaslighting that has happened to all of us. So from the gate, talking about ivermectin being good for you for COVID-19, and I've been talking about it for years because I was listening to the actual doctors. And at the same point, I'm looking at everybody. They took the vax. They still got sick. Like, why would anybody listen to these people anymore? Why would they listen to them? Oh, I'm getting more, more information here. This is crazy, the amount of stuff coming through. So now the FDA on August 21st wrote, uh, 
you are not a horse. You are not a cow. Seriously, y'all stop it. That was 2021. That was on the FDA's Twitter telling us not to take ivermectin. Isn't that crazy? Do you not understand the level of gaslighting that has happened to us? All to try to hurt everybody successfully did because most a lot of people took the shot. Ton of people. I go on this website, care.com, um, to find a babysitter sometimes. Or at least I did for the 4th of July uh, party that we had. And on the curriculum, on the description, there is a subsection for a category on when you're choosing your babysitter that says COVID-19 vaccinated with a thumbs up, basically stating these babysitters are vaccinated. Now, I don't know if they really are or not, or if they're just doing what they're supposed to be doing, but think of the level of social engineering. Do you see a section on there where it says flu shot vaccinated, DTAP vaccinated, nothing, nothing, nothing. Why was COVID so critical and so special? Well, that's a good point. Why was it so critical and why was it so special? And I'll tell you why, because it ties to so many other elements that they're rolling out. This is the beginning of a new biological induction into DNA manipulation, crowd control manipulation. I don't know if you've seen uh, the most recent Died Suddenly called Final Days. I highly recommend diedsuddenly.info. Go watch Final Days. It's fascinating. There's a section in there, and I'm not saying it's all true, but it's definitely worth thinking about. It's definitely worth talking about. If nobody's talking about it, then it's worth looking at because the mainstream, excuse me, not nobody. I'm just saying if the mainstream is not talking about certain things, you probably shouldn't pay attention to mainstream anymore. Anything mainstream, I'm talking, you know, all the normal outlets and now all the influencers that are on quote unquote mainstream, the Ben Shapiro's and stuff like that. Those guys are called influencers. Those are radio people that are trying to dilute your mind. They're trying to distort you. They don't want to actually have real conversations, despite them saying they want to have real conversations. Most of them at the end of the day, they don't, they don't want to have it. The real trend, the real society, the real culture right now is on these long form podcasts and they're having conversations, having real conversations. PBD is amazing. You guys haven't seen PBD. Oh, my segment's already short. I, I'm so sorry, guys. I get caught up on different things. Uh, we'll be right back on the other side. But listen, we're going to play some interesting stuff that's being dredged up by the internet in regards to what the correlation is with these shots. We'll be right back. And now, live from an undisclosed location in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Today's the first day of the rest of your life. It is time to have an opinion. It is time to think for yourself. It is time to explore in this limited life that we all have on this planet. We don't need to fall into these categorized elements of 
what we should be doing and we need to go out and get a white picket fence and live this American lifestyle and live this dream and ignore all this stuff and just go to work and, 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 and do all that stuff. It's okay to be exploratory. It's okay to be different. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to be wrong. Telling you right now, that's the key to happiness is don't give a damn about anybody around you of what they think or being worried about being criticized in certain ways. Now, it's a slippery slope. I'm not saying go out and, you know, try to indoctrinate kids into the LGBTQ crap and nobody's going to tell me to do nothing and I'm going to do what I want type stuff. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about the fundamental element of man and our exploratory nature of looking up at the stars and, you know, just experimenting on stuff in the world, like different perspectives, different lifestyles. Like, you know, I want to learn how to fly a plane. Like that's, that's something that I want to do. And nobody I know wants to learn how to fly a plane. So that's okay. I'm going to do it because that's what I want to do. And so, but getting into these concepts of, I have to be told what to do. I have to be told what to do, or nobody else is doing it. So I don't think I should do it. Uh, you know, there's, there's good elements to that. So I'm saying, don't be scared of that. More importantly, once you decide who you are and you determine who you are, there's nobody around you that's going to tell you what to do. There's nobody around you that's going to be like, oh man, oh, you shouldn't talk about the shot. Shouldn't, shouldn't call COVID-19 a bioweapon. You shouldn't recommend people to get ivermectin. That's bad. That's bad. You don't want to, you don't want to be responsible for them potentially overdosing on ivermectin. So don't tell them to do that. That's not a good idea. You know, all that stuff. Right. But now it seems to be true now, but it's not in the mainstream. Nobody's, nobody's reporting on this. The FDA drops the ivermectin bombshell on Zero Hedge. I'll post a link on my Twitter uh, if you want to watch that or read that. Very interesting. So now it's okay to get ivermectin for COVID-19. So the better question is, the better question is, is because this is where the critical thinking comes into place. Why now? Why now are they now saying it's okay for you to take ivermectin for COVID-19? That's the million dollar question. Why now? And I'll tell you why. What history tells us is that they're getting ready for the next thing. Why everybody's spinning around figuring out what just happened for the past three years. Boom, they're going to drop another bomb of some sort. Whether it's biological, whether it's cyber warfare, whether it's something like this fire in Maui, which is just devastating. And watching all the footage on it, it's crazy. It's crazy to see. Now, granted, big windstorms can do it. But here's an interesting thing. And I don't think it was raining. But in most hurricanes, in most windstorms, especially in Hawaii, in tropical windstorms, that's why it's tropical, is there's usually what involved in a hurricane? There's usually what? Water. So how's the fire able to spread the way that it did? It's an interesting question. Not saying I know the answer. I don't know the answer, but it's it's very interesting. Here's another thing. Don Zero Hedge again coming out. If you guys don't go on Zero Hedge, I highly recommend it because they're one of the only real reporters. Kids almost never transmitted COVID in schools. A new major study finds. 
So now they're coming out with a study that the whole thing of kids wearing masks and all that nonsense and everything else that we fought so hard to get rid of that. Children almost never pass COVID infections in schools. This, this is a study that published Friday. Uh, they did it in fall 21 for Massachusetts school districts with 18,000 children. Researchers found 44 potential cases of in-school transmission. Yes, you read that right. Out of 18,000 students, 34 schools, four months, and only 44 COVID infections, including no infections of teachers and other staff members were found. So throughout 2020 and 21, the parents pressed with increasing urgency to reopen classrooms, teachers, unions, democratic. Okay. So what's the study find? No transmission between kids and students in schools. So the masking, the kids living in bubbles, the band practice and everybody in their own little cubicles and everything else like that. All that was nonsense. What was that for? I'll tell you what it's for because they're not coming after you. They're coming after your kids. That's what it's for. What happened to the kids? Extreme dysphoria, extreme anxiety, extreme situations, extreme dissocialization, putting them in mass, keeping them at home, sticking them in front of a screen. That's what it was for. That's what it was for. They want you to get in front of the screen and induct your kids into watching TikTok Tide Pod videos, NPC girl garbage bullcrap. That's what it was for. Everybody worked from home. Everybody moved. What did, what did they do? They pushed us from the life that we were living in 2019. They pushed us into the digital space. And that then become God. That then became your mommy. That then became your grocery store of ordering your groceries, your food supply, all your supplies. You were ordering it. Called Amazon. Sure, sure, sure crap. The uh, Amazon distribution center went live right before the COVID lockdown happened. So they had their own means of transport where they weren't relying on the U.S. Postal Service or UPS or FedEx. What a coincidence. Meanwhile, Amazon's market share goes up 47% because nobody's going anywhere. The local mom and pop stores go out of business because they can't afford to stay open because everybody's scared they're going to get infected. Meanwhile, Best Buy is now deemed uh, essential. So what happened? It was meant to push us all into the digital space in which we're now in, which now they roll out AI technology. So now we're interfacing with AI technologies. Do not see, take one step back and see the induction that's happening. They're seducing everybody into the digital space. And that's why I talk about this so much. That's why I talk about it so much, because that is the threat. That is the threat. When we're falsely simulating the realities in which we're not actually living, but we feel like we're living them because they're creating movies that make us feel like we're standing up against the system, that make us feel like we're being active members of society, that make us feel this way when reality, we're sitting in front of a screen looking and watching this thing 
but not actually doing it. Meanwhile, in reality, they're herding us into a digital space to where all we do is we focus on digital stuff for our news, information, communication, socialization, supplies, goods, all of these things, entertainment, all of these things. The entertainment industry is plummeting, not just because of the Hollywood strike or anything else, because most people aren't going to concerts as much anymore. I remember on Friday night when you'd go out, now keep in mind, I'm relatively younger to where I, I do remember life before cell phones. I do remember life when the Nokia came out and everybody, and the big game that you played on your phone was Snake. Remember that game, Snake? And you just eat the stuff and then it got boring. You're like, okay, well, that was my phone. Text messages used to cost money. You only had so many text messages, right? So how greatly things have transpired, right? But here's what's interesting is until we recognize that these things are meant to hurt us, not help us, in the sacrifice of our, in the, in the name of convenience, if we are sacrificing our liberties, we are losing. So yes, it might be a little bit more work to get off your butt, get in your car and go to the grocery store and go shopping versus just Instacarting and having somebody deliver it for you. That's inducting and seducing us into this new digital space. Now, I'm not a completely against technology, but when technology is being used to hurt us and harm us and distort our perception of reality and further domesticate us from not knowing anything, which is so interesting because we have so much wealth of information at our fingertips, yet the population is so dumb and retarded, they don't know how to tie their shoes. They're having to YouTube how to tie their shoes. They can't change a tire. They can't do this. They can't do that. They're Googling everything. I see so many cars now, mostly Subaru drivers. If you drive a Subaru, I'm sorry. It's just a stereotype that fits. They're sitting on the side of the road. There's a grown-ass man in the, on the side of the road or in the passenger seat usually because I see men now riding in passenger seats. That's a new thing. I don't, I don't get it. They don't want to take charge. You know, or maybe it's the women complex or just they want to be in charge of everything now. That's the new, that's the new thing. But I digress. They're sitting on the side of the road. They got a flat tire. There's a grown ass man in the passenger seat on his phone waiting for the tow truck driver to come fix the flat tire. Come on, folks. Come on. Is the United States the only country like that? Well, we're certainly in a drastic decline. And I blame it solely on technology. But what do you think? I want to know your thoughts. I want to hear what you guys have to say about this. You're listening to Non-Compliant America. We got one more segment. We'll be right back. We make it all of this money. Yeah, I know it's rude to be bragging. They never catching us lagging. Me and my buddy, we working hard for this money. So I'll give two examples. So one is that uh, people eat too much meat. Right? And if they were to cut down on their consumption on meat, then they would, uh, it would actually really help the planet. 
uh, but people are not willing to give up meat. Yeah, you know, some people will be willing to, but other people they may be willing to, but they sort of they have a weakness of will. They say, "Wow, this this steak is just too juicy. I can't do it." I, I'm one of those, by the way. So, you know, but so here's the thought, right? So it turns out that we know a lot about. So there, we have these intolerance to. Uh, so I, for example, I have milk intolerance, um, uh, and there some people are intolerant to crayfish. So possibly we can use hu human engineering to make it the case that we're intolerant to certain kinds of meat, to certain kinds of bovine uh, bovine proteins. And there's actually analogs of this in life. There's this thing called the long star tick, where if it bites you, you will become allergic to meat. Uh, I can sort of describe the mechanism. So that's something that we can do through human engineering. We can kind of uh, ad possibly address really big world problems through human engineering. That was Matthew Lau suggesting to gen genetically modify you. Where have we heard this before? Where have we heard genetic modification? Right? GMOs, GMO foods, genetically modified food. What about genetically modified people? Since when is that a thing? Since when is that a possibility? And why is there so much confidence in this guy talking? He's the director of the College Global Public Health Center for Bioethics in New York University. So how is this such a possibility now? So we have these people talking about genetically modifying people. First of all, here's the elitist element to this. I don't want, I, I'm not, I'm not going to give up juicy meat. I'm not going to do that, but we can do it. And we could genetically engineer the public into not being able to eat meat. Basically their body would be rejecting meat. Rejecting it. Did you have a choice? You get bit by this random tick. Now there's this uptick in people that are allergic to meat and they don't know why. They're stating it because there's this lone star tick going around where the tick doesn't exist and or the, the person never got bit by it. Because they're finding as things progress more and more and more things tied to these COVID shots. More disease, more dysfunction, more deaths. More deaths. So this is on the WND. They're, they're reporting that nearly 120,000 young adult children died from the COVID shots. This is for them to experiment on us. This is for them for their greater game, their greater move to try to manipulate us and genetically modify us as people into doing their will, into bending the will in the name of climate change, in the name of global warming, in the name of all these massive things that are happening across the world. It's not just here in the United States. But here's an interesting thing. If we want to talk about climate change, if we really do, if we really want to get down to the nitty gritty of climate change, which I'm more than happy to talk about. I'm more than happy to talk about and consider it as being a possibility. It's very possible, right? But if we're going to talk about that, we need to talk about weather modification, weather weapons, harp, other elements of weather weapons and modifications. 
We need to discuss those. We need to talk about Operation Fishbowl when they were trying to blow up the ionosphere with nuclear bombs in the 50s and the damage that potentially it did to our atmosphere, which the atmosphere is what keeps the breathable oxygen on the planet. So we got to talk about that. But if you're not willing to talk about those things, which are man-made disasters that have drastically potentially disrupted the weather of the planet or the ecosystem of the planet, which yes, it was man-made, but it's the same people that did it that are then coming after us, telling us we need to give up natural gas to save the planet. When they're the ones that were burning and blowing up nukes in the ionosphere and the hemisphere back in the 50s. So if we can't talk about that, then I can't have a conversation about climate change. Because if you're not willing to acknowledge the fact that their cloud seeding, weather modification, geoengineering, our planet, without our will, completely against our will, pouring experimental chemicals, which ultimately is getting into the food supply, it's getting into the soil, which then in return, we're eating it. We don't even know what it is. Some of it's unregistered chemicals that we don't even know about. And also, we're not getting permission They're not informing us. We're not getting informed consent to get this chemical being dumped on us from these airplanes. And I hear you guys are like, oh, this guy's crazy. He's talking about cloud seeding. He's he's talking about, uh, what are they called? Chemtrails. He's talking about chemtrails. Well, you know who else is talking about chemtrails? Uh, The president of the United States in 1976. He was talking about it. Uh, everybody needs to look up the National Weather Modification Policy Act of 1976. The act was passed. S three three eight three, sponsored by Senator Pearson and Bellman. I have the actual document right here. It would be directed the primary federal agencies concerned with weather modification activities are the Departments of Agriculture, Commerce, Defense, Interior, plus the Environmental Protection Agency, National Aeronautics and Space Administration, and the National Science Foundation. The Department of the State is also interested in the effects on other countries. Ooh, other people doing this as well? Other countries of weather modification efforts. Some states also conduct weather modification programs as well. In 1977, the federal government will spend $20 million compared to the normal $3 million in 1963. Oh, they were doing it back in the 60s, too. For such activities as fog, cloud, precipitation modification, hail, lightning, suppression, amelio, I don't even know that word, storms, hurricanes, and other related activities. What are other related activities despite the things despite the things that they just said? That is an interesting question. So let's rope it all back around. They are using this fire, they are using this disaster in Maui and Gates and Mill City, Oregon and all these fires and disasters going on. We're getting ready to get into another heat wave, hottest year ever. 
Hottest year ever. Climate change, climate change, climate change. Because something's coming, folks. And that's why I'm here. That's why I'm telling you. I'm trying to warn you. I'm trying to let you know that they are basically pre-programming us through these systems to try to get us to adopt this new infrastructure of going green, taking away your power, taking away your gas, taking away these things. I know they're trying to build another solar field in Link County right now, a giant one. And uh, the county's rejecting it because it's good, feasible farmland. Why don't they build a solar farm in New York City? Why don't they build a solar farm in Portland? Why don't they do that on all the skyscrapers? They just can do that because they've already destroyed that land. We don't need to go destroy good farmland, which is ultimately going to raise the tax prices and everything else. I digress. And we're just about to wrap up here, folks. But I'm telling you, this is what's coming. This is what's coming. This is why they're showing the Maui stuff. This is why they're burning things down. This is why they're destroying things. Because they're getting ready for the new climate lockdowns, the new climate infrastructure, the green police, and the all of those things. You are not going to have a carbon footprint. Even the city of Salem has already adopted. They've already adopted it for their zero carbon emissions by 2026 program. They've already signed it. They don't care if you go protest because most of you aren't. You're out home watching your video games, everything else. I'm signing off. Joshua Michael, Noncompliant America. Thank you very much for tuning in. Be ready, folks. We'll see you next week.